We're here with Risa Williams, who is, what's your title, Risa? I have a crazy title. I'm just going to tell you the short title. I'm a healthy living counselor and an adjunct faculty on campus. So we're going to talk about a couple of things that Risa does here, who has a, a very large presence uh, at Woodbury. <laughs> Thank you. Is, you know, making a lot of stuff happening happen here, and I think it's really exciting. One of those things is the Healthy Living program, which includes things like yoga. Did you get to do it today, or did it get rained out? Yeah, we had free yoga. Free yoga every Wednesday right. on the, at the Grove, on the grass. There are There's improv classes, which, I mean, that's pretty awesome. I think you need to go to yoga, by the way. <laughs> I, I haven't do. seen either one of you <laughs> I mean, at I'll, any of Greg, the many you, you events You want me to do a downward dog right now? <laughs> Greg yeah, needs um, a stress buster every every time, so I, yeah, I'm going to send okay, him out. Okay, so plus, what else do you do for a healthy living? Healthy living. We have um, games and tacos night. That was one of our biggest events. We have salsa dance night, which is very popular. Uh, swing dance night. What else did we do, Gillis? Uh, we had Halloween movie night. Art night. Every semester I'm thinking of new things to do. So next semester we have some hip-hop dance. We're going to throw in the mix. We have a karaoke and crafts night. It's all free. It's all free. And, and it's open to everyone. And free tacos. Almost every event. So just give us a little bit of a, a background on where how all this got started. So I was hired uh, when Sober College existed and had a partnership with Woodbury to counsel the Sober College students coming to Woodbury, but also to provide the Sober College students with activities to do on campus that were alcohol-free and healthy. And I sort of expanded it as we progressed to include the rest of the campus because I saw a need for activities on campus and also just a community building you know, type of thing on campus. So I wanted to bring more arts to the campus, more dance, more opportunities for students and faculty and staff to mingle together. And personally, I enjoy dance a lot. I enjoy theater a lot. So I like to incorporate those in the events. So I think they're a really good way to meet people and have fun. How has the response been? It's been great. Every semester, we have more and more people coming to events right now. Most of my events are getting 60 to over 100 people for every event, including improv, including salsa. I see a lot of faculty there. I haven't seen you guys, but I have seen I was a in lot the of back. staff. No. You, I was there. I just, Jalissa, no. I, you saw me. She does all the sign-in sheets. She would know. <laughs> but um, we do have a lot of staff coming to yoga. I have to say this is very popular with staff and faculty, and they need it. They need a place to go de-stress. And we, we promise to come to the next karaoke. Yeah, oh, yeah. Please come to karaoke. <laughs> why, why are we not doing karaoke? Yeah, karaoke is great. We're going to do it for the first time next semester. I'm trying that one out. And, okay, I may be there. And I'd like to see you at hip hop. That would be awesome. Come to hip hop. Yeah. The kids, they like the hip hop. So they do. The it'll, kids it'll like good. it. The kids like yeah. Not Jalissa, though. <laughs> Jalissa, she's old timey. She's going to be there. I know all about she her. She came to swing dance. That's yeah. what that's, I do that for that's, Jalissa. How fun. Uh, so it's good to see faculty dancing. It's good to see people from maintenance coming, people from student affairs coming. It's just been fun. It's been a really good way to meet lots of people on campus. That's wonderful. And get people up and moving. And when doing. did you start it? This is now the second year, so okay, that's fairly great. new. And before that, I was working as an adjunct faculty in various departments for five years. Okay. I've been here at Woodbury. 
So let's, I mean, that that is fantastic. We love this program. Um, we're excited that you're expanding it. Um, I'm glad yes. the response has been really good. But let's transition now to something that's kind of timely, is the the newest issue of 7500 Magazine. That's, you know, let's full disclosure, we stole the title of the publication to use for our show, which is called Studio 7500. Hey, I didn't um, even know that. That's right. I feel well, like I should yeah. be getting paid I mean, some royalties. The 7500 <laughs> thing is our address, what happened? right? <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. We Do you feel know like... that most people don't know that? I have to keep explaining why it's called 7500 uh, to multiple people. I mean, our tens of thousands of listeners don't know. Uh, yeah, either. so we tell them every opening of the show. This place is located at 7500 Glen Oaks. That's the way we got the name. You know, it. my idea for our show was Inside Woodbury, but everyone just said, no way. Can you I'm already asleep. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I didn't have the brightest idea out there. But, um, yeah, Brandon actually recommended Studio 7500. And I think it sounds pretty cool. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yes. we took it off of you. It's all, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, he... We give the credit to you. Okay. All right, fine. So so the, the publication, for those of you who don't know, is a culture, basically a culture, arts sort of publication. Yeah, arts, culture, and media in Los Angeles. It's a student-run publication called 7500 Magazine. You can go to 7500magazine.com and read our issues every semester. We have digital issues. Once a year, we put out a print issue, and our latest one you can get at Witten Center or the Faculty Center. It has a lovely picture by Alan Helbig of the Iron Giant, which he designed just for us. He is a very talented artist that we interviewed. Um, so go pick up a copy, they're really cool. And our fall issue just came out, so we just released it this week. And this is part of your digital journalism class, is yeah. that correct? Okay. So the digital journalism class is an upper level class where you learn how to write magazine articles, take photos, magazine style, edit, and put stuff on the web. So they are creating an issue every semester. And I will say in particular, the photos are really great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm always impressed. You know, we struggle in the marketing department with photos. A lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> you should see Jamie try to figure out like how to turn on a computer. <laughs> And I, the struggle Jamie. is real, I'll tell you. But I struggle with taking healthy living event photos, so I understand. I cannot get one photo of people salsa dancing that isn't blurry or like half floor. It's very hard. Jalissa will yeah. back me up. I sent her to do it. Yeah. We still got mostly floor pictures or blurry photos. And there were so many people. It's like, how do I get all these people in one photo? It's very difficult. But but in thank it, you for sticking up for me. It, it's true, man. It's hard. Just to get us back on track in the seventy in seventy five hundred magazine, I feel like the imi the images you get that you capture are really good lifestyle. Thank you. Sort of thank you. Images that help really tell the story along with you know the content the other content that you're producing so it, it's it's really do check it out it's a really um professionally done publication and i think i know you know for you it's you probably don't feel that way because you see how the sausage is made <laughs> right <laughs> I, i'm um, so impressed every semester that we finish it and there's an issue and also that i have students who are architecture students graphic design students 
Mm-hmm. Politics major students, communication. I have all these people, and some of them haven't ever done any of this stuff before. They've done very little creative writing, some of them, and, and animation, mm-hmm. film. So to get them all working together on projects, to send them out to interview a famous actress or a street artist and get something back, to me, that's amazing. Every semester, I'm just so inspired and amazed by the courage it took to just put themselves out there. And in a minute... In a few minutes, we're going to talk to one of those students yes. who's here. We um, have the 7500 Club president, Jalissa Padilla, here. And she will tell you about the stuff I forced her to do in class, some of which is amusing, hopefully. And tell us more about 7500 Club. Yeah, we, didn't, we, have we haven't that. talked about that yet. I also supervise the 7500 yeah. Club on campus when I'm not doing what all the that? other things. So they help run events. They also contribute to every issue. So this is a way if you cannot take the class or cannot get into the class, you can still contribute articles by being part of the club. And they also help me put on events. I collaborate a lot with Healthy Living slash 7500. We do some stuff together. Next semester, we're hosting a 7500 coffee house night where we will feature all the work of previous classes on gallery walls. We'll have an open mic. We'll invite some of the more uh, well-known artists that we've interviewed to come present. And we'll have free coffee baristas for everybody. Hey, since you guys are doing all that legwork, send them our way. We'd like to interview them, too. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't listening. Hey, <laughs> man, that's why I'm here, I, I, so you can listen. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I was, I'm joking. Um, I, I do want to. <laughs> I, I do, <laughs> do want to bring. You, I do want to bring because because Risa told me you told me something really cool that you've done in the past. I don't know. I? I don't know if you've done it more recently, but you would probably you, not. You would, you would put two people together and have them do something that made them feel uncomfortable. Oh, yes. I force my students to do this every semester. We do something called a 7500 staff challenge. It's an assignment they have to do. They have multiple choices, one of which is a 24-hour challenge where they have to give something up. And some interesting things people have given up are technology, gone without their cell phones, failed every time. Uh, two people gave up meat for a day, became vegetarian. Oh, please. One student became a vegan. Um, somebody gave up caffeine. These things are hard. They are hard. That's real. That's a hard one. The phone yeah. one we have never successfully done, but we have tried it for many classes. They usually crack after four hours. I think you had some students eating sushi for the first time, right? Yeah, we had uh, students trying sushi, students trying horseback riding this time, zip lining. Two of them have tried surfing. One was terrified of the water, and that was very difficult. I never force them. I would never ask anyone to do that. They kind of have to pick what's in their range. But I like them to get out there and experience L.A., try new things, try to spin it into a story. So how can I make that into a narrative? How can I tell an interesting story? Even though I failed the mission to not use my cell phone, how can I communicate that in a funny way or an anecdotal way? And that teaches you how to be a good storyteller. It teaches you how to package articles, but it also provides a memorable experience. And from what I hear from students, that's what they remember the most about the class. You pushed me out of my comfort zone, and I survived, and it was okay, and I learned something. Or I got to experience it with students I would never in a million years talk to. One thing that, you know, I'll say about this, and I think Jalissa will probably have something to say about it as well, is that like a lot of times people think, well, I don't want to write or I don't care about that or whatever. But this is the kind of 
these students are learning skills that are really critical. It's true. And I think sometimes you have to trick them into learning those <laughs> right. skills. You can't just like say write an article about this or write a book review. They freeze up. They think that's not me. I mean, like I said before, I get a lot of majors where they haven't done a lot of creative writing and they've been talking to themselves negatively and saying, I can't do that. I don't know how to be a writer. This is so hard. And I think everybody could be a writer. I don't think it's a hard thing. I think you just have to build the confidence by doing things and sometimes you need a deadline and you need somebody to push you and say hey there's this bookstore down the street go take a photo of it see what happens that's where you're kind of pushing yourself into the next realm okay I'm uncomfortable but I'm gonna get through it and we always have an expression in class just turn anything in like even if it's the worst thing you ever wrote because we can always work with it we can always collaboratively fix it in class so. I love your enthusiasm, Risa. So you you are a, a professional writer. You've yes. written a couple books? or I've written a book. I've written plays. I've written screenplays. I've done copywriting for advertising. I've written in all sorts of um, genres. And what I tell students all the time is that's the best way how to learn how to write. You learn what people expect from each different genre. And you get better at packaging yourself and you know, speaking succinctly and writing succinctly. And what, what were you doing before Woodbury? Before Woodbury, I was teaching all over Los Angeles. Um, like I said, I worked as a copywriter for a while. I wrote a book about movies called Cinescopes, What Your Favorite Movies Reveal About You, which you can still buy. Hmm. Um, I did a lot of TV writing, TV pilot writing, screenwriting, collaboration. Excellent. Yeah. Well, shall we take a break? Why don't we take a break? Okay. okay. 